Good morning, good evening, good night, everyone. I'm trying to be you. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> uh, Nobody <welcome> to, me. <laughs> welcome to episode 139 of the Craft Heads podcast. This is the podcast where my best friend Alex and I uh, talk about nothing, but also talk about everything. We've got uh, always a crafty beverage or food sometimes in hand. It's been a while since we've had some food, mm-hmm. but... Um, Today we're going to lead you off with some beers, and then we have a topic with a couple of recognizable voices with us. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Tara Tara and Claire are here. Tara and Claire, or as I mixed it up all the time, I called Claire Tara and Tara Claire all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clara and Tear. And by the way, we're recording in my guest room, which is very devoid of furniture. So we're not sure how this is going to sound. Hopefully, it's not too bad. But if you think it sounds a little weird, that's why. And uh, we won't do it again if it sucks. Actually, I've, I think I. Oh, I'll just tell everybody what the topic is going to be before we get into the beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about puberty, uh, courtesy the topic of Claire. She has. Given us this as a good topic, I think uh, we all have our own, I'm sure, interesting stories about growing up in life and what puberty does to our bodies. Maybe the girls a little bit more than the boys because we just want to have sex with everything and the <laughs> girls probably have some more horror stories, I imagine. Um, but that as before we get to that, uh, we brought six beers. Um, shout out to the Super Bowl. Do you guys know what I'm about to bring out? Pro, uh, I was going to say, is it just a bunch of shit people brought over and left there for you? <laughs> no, actually, because... <laughs> that would be a good reason for this shout-out to the Super Bowl. No, I didn't win, win a giveaway either. Um, Final guess. <laughs> okay. Is it, like, bullshit, the Bud Light and Miller stuff? The Super Light ones? It is. Did I nail it? Bud Light. Yes! These, first, these second two will oh, be this our is tragic. afterwards. These are, we, we brought crafty beers to end with. Because good. We're going to start off with shit beer. Love it. It is Bud Light Next. It is zero carb beer. They should be I'm paying not us sure for this. how you can possibly do that. All you have to do is sell something that you call beer, but it's not really beer. That's all you got to do. <laughs> well, horribly, I was looking at the ingredients on this, and it makes me very sad. But uh, it is... Where, where is it at? Oh, oh, I think it said on underneath light beer with natural flavors and fruit juice for color. That's what Bud Light says. Better than like Red Lake 40 or something, but... Hmm. I'm passing out the beers to everybody. Here Thank you, go. you. Here you go. Nice little Bud Light next. Uh. So normally we have shout-outs to the people that we've met around the world, but um, this is just from the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they played the ad, though, like on the um, one of the ads during the commercials, and we both looked at each other and we were like, how? Tommy's how already this- drinking. Hey, we were all supposed to try together. <laughs> And we like, hey, how is that? You know, and so we wanted to try together, and I can't find a review, so we're gonna review it here. That's the whole point of craft heads. Yeah, this is like D craft heads right now. (laughs) That tastes so far from beer; it's not even funny. It's it doesn't taste disgusting, but the odor is not good. I actually think it tastes more like beer than I thought it was going to taste like. I think it tastes exactly like Bud Light. Do you really? <laughs> yes. I don't. I can't really tell a huge difference. I think you're right about the smell. The smell does not taste smell like beer. It tastes like someone poured a beer in a glass, drank it, and then poured juice on top of that without rinsing out the glass. Mm. Mm. Actually, my second it's sip a freaky has, good has some weird. It, it's very fruity to me, actually. There is like a, yeah, there is a hint of a smell when you first hold it up to your nose. But I'm actually like pleasantly pleased with the taste. I'll tell you what this would be good for. This would be good for floating down the Chattahoochee in the 90 degree sun. That is true. I would, I could drink 10 of these. That would be great. Well, so so then I was also curious about the APV, (laughs) APV, and it's 4%. Yeah. Which isn't bad. I thought 80 calories. You saying APV, I thought you were saying HPV, which would be apt for our soon-to-be sex talk coming yeah, up here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, puberty, not sex talk. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to go down that route eventually. Yep, no doubt. So um, you have craft beers for later, but yes. Bud Light next. It is, it does to me, it doesn't taste like beer, but it's not a horrible beverage. And like, like with most 
types of alcohol. There are some exceptions that you should never have ever, but there's a time and a place. And mm-hmm. there would definitely be a place for this on a hot summer day or something, or a poolside or whatever. Yeah. I think that was a good call about floating down the river and drinking it. Um, yeah. But sticking on the topic of the Super Bowl, did you guys end up mm. watching the halftime show? No. Didn't, I, I watched Tara, nor I watched a second of anything. No games, no commercials. With or the, ex- the halftime show? No. Wow. I, I'm, Considering be, who was on it, I'm kind of surprised. I thought you guys would have I'd watched. be more likely to watch the game, which I'm already not interested in, than any halftime show, really. I watched a maybe one-minute clip of 50 Cent getting hung upside down. <laughs> yeah, and there's the I whole thing. the inside joke behind it, but I thought it was really funny. I was like, oh. What's the inside joke? I don't know. The, there, was a bunch, there was a bunch of fat shaming with 50 Cent, which I'm like, he's 50. Yeah, literally like 50. 50. He's not fat. He didn't look fat. 50 cent turned into one dollar, like all, yeah, like he added a quarter or something like that. Like, yes. I've heard stuff about that. Yeah, he's put on some weight. He's also 20 years older than he was whenever we first started listening to him. Basically. When he was bulletproof. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just, I don't even know why he was hanging upside down in the first place. Because it was a Super Bowl halftime show. Isn't that what he does in his music video? Oh. There you go. That's why we yeah, get clear on the recreating. podcast. Yeah, they there were two commercial exceptions that after the fact somebody told me about one of them being of course the larry david ftx one awesome which was pretty great very yeah. enjoyable very larry david it was the most memorable uh commercial for me and yes everybody check that out if you haven't seen it yet and i had another one that like rocked my world which one as a it made us want to buy the product that they were advertising. Agreed. Even though you don't own this product? Like Bud Light Next? <laughs> Not exactly. I wanted to run out and buy a Chevy Silverado because of that Sopranos commercial. Oh, the see, electric version. Yes, I knew there was a Sopranos commercial. I unless, remember. unless you're a lifelong acolyte, you know, it wouldn't be important to you, but... The way that that was faithfully recreated, David Chase was involved in it, and I think he helped direct it. He probably did direct it. And like the reunion of, of um, it's Meadow and AJ, Tony's kids. It was just done so well. I think their creative team, whoever they use for advertising, they deserve a raise because, my God, they, it's, it's, it's a somewhat, I don't want to say a niche audience because there are a ton of freaky Sopranos fans, but it was just so cool for people who are into the Sopranos. I was just blown away by that commercial. <laughs> are you guys actually going to get it? No. <laughs> I, they had so many EV commercials and really just the commercials in general, I thought were, I thought it was like an above par Super Bowl commercial and game for that matter. The game was really good. Did hey, you, you owe me $5. Yes, you're right. <laughs> we did a last minute bet. Yeah. I took the Rams. I'd, didn't know what was going to happen. Claire's dad owes me money too right now, and I'm trying to get it from him. So as soon as I get it from him, I'll oh, fork it a, on a over to you. delayed debt. Yeah. <laughs> Subrogation. Um, did you did you watch The Sopranos? Is that something that we need to try again? I didn't watch. I mean, I'm happy to try it. How many seasons are there? It's like a lot, no? T- technically, call it seven, because there's there's one, two, three, four, five, then six A, six B, but each one is as long as another season. But they're like 20 episodes, right, each? No, no I think they're... 12 to 13. 12, I was going to say 13, and I, and 12, I 13. Season, I thought season six was split into like maybe six episodes and six. Or, or is it like nine and nine or something like that? Like the, the sixth season, A and B, I think... I'm just going to look it up. You do your Call thing. it between six and seven. Um, you've never seen an episode. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I have. The reason I'm asking is because I tried, and Alex hates me for this. This is actually a void in our friendship. Um, <laughs> it's unfillable until you finish it. I start, I watched like the first three or four episodes and I couldn't get into mm. it. But it might have been because I was watching it with an ex and I knew I wasn't supposed to be watching it. Mm. You, had to, nice. you had to wait so now, until you were with your soulmate. Exactly. My soulmate and I can actually Perfect. enjoy it together. And, and well, here's the thing. She's here. She's arrived. Yep. This is, Sopranos is not a show that you get hooked on the first episode, in my opinion. Not Probably not even the second. It might start creeping in around the third or fourth and then it just i don't know it becomes something else completely different it's completely like watching anything else and all the listeners are like blowing their heads off because i talk about this show so much and we recorded a couple episodes on it and tara's reaching for the mic but we also talk about resident evil all the time too so who gives a it's shit? almost like a family mm-hmm. 
when I watch, I'm like, oh my God, look at that person. Oh, I feel the same way. Yeah, and I saw Meadow and AJ on the commercial. I was like, oh, fuck, these kids are selling me a car. Um, so every single season is 13 episodes except for season six, which is 21 season or 21 episodes, 12 and nine. 86 episodes total. That's actually doable. I yeah. put 80 hours into a video game before. Why can't oh I my put God, 80 yeah. hours And, and they're an hour each, so they're a nice like one a day thing once you get into it. But you'll probably watch more than one. Well, we'll start Sopranos when you start Ozark. Deal. On air deal. Shake hands. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to... So we're both starting the same episode, the first episode at the same time? Oh, yeah. We'll do that. We'll we'll set it up. Because to give some context for the listeners, we were... um, Tommy's dad was just in town. We had an amazing... We we had like a bender 24 hours. We just like (laughs) boozed and, and smoked cigars and stuff. And it was amazing. And we were talking around the dinner table. And Tommy, he was... He's recommended a lot of shows to us, and you've heard about a lot of them on the podcast. And he finally kind of just stopped me and was like, Alex, if you ever watch a show that I recommend, he's like, this is this is the one. Watch Ozark. So that's the one I agreed to. What I was going to say is anyone, you guys in particular, but anyone else who wants to watch The Sopranos, and if you're hitting a slog, usually what we do is we will make an Italian pasta meal with red wine, <laughs> and it puts us in the mood. Or we'll watch Sopranos. I'm like, well, fuck, now we have to get pasta for dinner or something. I, I, can't, um, I can't relate to being in a slog in, in regard to watching Sopranos. But yes, that, that is always a nice thing to accompany it with. Yeah, it's, not it's mad very, about that idea. It's, f- familiar, it's very comforting. It's weird considering how violent the show can be, and it's, it's like watching Frasier to me. It's like having family over, like Tara was saying. So I don't think there's an equivalent Ozark. Like meal. Yeah, I, I mean, but I don't think I've ever felt like I hit a slog in that show. Yeah, really, yeah. I mean, I, I've and I'm not like a binger of TV. Like I can watch maximum three episodes a night, maximum, mm-hmm. and that's like rare. But with Ozark, I think I could watch a whole season in one day, just because I like I'm like this is an eight hour thing. We're sitting down, we're watching. That was Ozark. like Breaking Bad, which is similar in substance. What right. is it about drugs? Yes, yeah. so interesting, and especially normal people yes. making money yes. off drugs. That's so why true. it's relatable. Yes, I agree. I agree. And you know, uh, we'll wrap up the TV talk, but mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Sopranos has only gotten closer and closer to my heart because I can relate to. In a different way, I'm not in organized crime, but I can relate to <laughs> Thanks for the clarification. Their aversion to like government control. I get it. Like I get why it exists. So and I think that just resonates me more resonates with me more and more as I get older. So um birds and the bees. Um, puberty. Puberty. Let's move on. Who said birds and the bees? I know you said it. Uh I had it written down as birds and the bees in my phone. Yeah. But but it's the. It's kind of like when your parents do the talk. They're like, "Oh, it's time to talk about the birds and the bees." It's it's probably a boomer term. I don't even that, that's what I always I heard. It's a boomer thing of like, "Hey, let's talk about sex, kids." Wait, are bees what? supposed to be boys because of the stinger equals the penis, and birds are like beautiful women? Yes, Maybe <laughs> that's a really wings freaky freaky analogy. I think I thought of. Um, so Tommy had asked me for some topic ideas, and I was trying to think of this. Um, in college, I had to take this personal essay writing class. And like each week, we would have to write an essay and talk about it and read it to the class, like if we were selected. And so one of um, one of the weeks, I had picked puberty because I, you know, it was a very, um, I would say, transformative time in my life as a female. But I had to read this in front of my class. And I was like, wow, I, that probably would be like a good topic for a podcast because, you know, thinking too how there's multiple stories just within this room and then two different genders covered, our experiences probably looked very differently. Definitely. Good call, Claire. Great topic suggestion. We haven't done like a, a more thematic one in, in a while, I feel like. So this yeah. is good. So how do we start it off? Do you Is there something like particularly that that would le- that let off your essay that would be like a good hit for the audience I mean for me I think you could name like the body part and I probably have a story like dedicated to that I mean it was traumatizing for me one like as a female like Italian woman who has a lot of hair but also somebody who bloomed early like third grade I remember 
seeing this picture of me running in PE class. And I was so shy as a kid. Like I did not want to ask my mom for a bra or razor, even deodorant. Like I was just so shy. And in PE, because I didn't ask for a bra, but I had boobs at third grade, I was just like literally one picture of me in PE class had one boob one way and the (laughs) other the next way, like in this terrible shot. And I was, you know, even looking back. Were you in a jean jacket too? Well, so then I also in Florida, I sweat, I sweated so much going through puberty and I was so embarrassed by it. And, and our, of course, our PE shirts were gray. I mean, come on, like, help us. We, um, I wore, like, a letter jacket every day in Florida in, like, 100-degree weather, even at recess, even at PE class. And one day I passed out, and I remember waking up, and my PE coach was trying to take this jacket off of me. And I go, not the jacket, no, like throwing this tantrum because I didn't want anyone seeing the sweat marks underneath my jacket and being so traumatized and embarrassed by that. But I mean, I can go on. I just... Was the sweat in high school? Was that like most of it? No, like middle school. Okay. And boys were so mean. Like I remembered this one boy. I mean, I had a talent. Name drop. What's his name? Give him the first name. Fuck him up. Casey. <laughs> Casey, fuck you. I'll give you a last Doonan. Um, he, you know, I had hairy legs. And um, with the, yeah, and, you know, walking around my PE shorts. And I found out that the boys were yelling, Mach 3, Mach 3, because I hadn't shaved my legs yet. It's so rude. Yeah, calling me out about that, but. Well, on the hair topic, I I can definitely relate to that uh, being who I am. I'm quite the hairy motherfucker over here. But um, sorry, I should not cool off with the f bombs. Um, what? I was gonna relate to Claire because oh. guys, it's normal. To uh, get yeah, hair. yeah, but hold on. I had my first mustache hair in second grade. I can talk about Tommy's pubes. <laughs> I had a bush. No, I can I can relate. To the hairiness, because like I remember being like, I think it was between kindergarten, first grade, something like that, and I started developing hair, nothing else. And they were like, my mom like took me in. They were like looking at my jeans and shit like that. They're like, no, she's totally normal. J e a n s. Yeah, but or like G-E-N-E-S. I remember. I remember jeans, like G G e n e s. And I remember going into God, what was it? Through fourth grade, I was in some kind of private. Christian school or whatever the fuck. So we were in our uniforms and I remember because I had leg hair and no other girls had leg hair, leg hair. I would wear the male uniform. Like yeah. I would wear the polo and the gray pants yeah, all the and all the other girls wore too. these cute skirts and vests and shit. And like I was a tomboy, so it like totally made sense, but it was fucking horrible. And I remember fifth grade they take us to like the birds and the bees day. They like, they literally put the kids on buses and we go and we do these little workshops, like in our little groups of genders. And I remember literally finding out what a period was. And I just dreaded, I dreaded that day. I was like, fuck, my freedom is about to end shit. And like, I would ju- I'm just like, I need to do as many fun things as possible because this is going to fucking blow and then, like, all the, I think the guys, like, had That's good times. They're like, oh, this is what an erection is. This is what sex is and titties and whatever the hell. And, and, and girls are just like, Jesus Christ. You're talking about your period like like it's like somebody getting married and Tommy, they're never going to have fun knell, again. Tommy, it was a death I swear to God. When I, when I first got it, like, oh, my God. I, had, I showed my mom. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, is this my period? She's like, yep, that's your period. Um, I literally felt like I had just gotten handed my life sentence. Like, fun's over. Fucking party time's done. I mean, I, they are pretty annoying from what I hear. <laughs> they are. And I, I w- again, was so shy that when I actually got my period, it was the day before a field trip. And I called my mom in, like, Mom, right now. She's like, I'm cooking dinner. I'm like, right now. You know, and, like, bring her into this bathroom. And I'm like, it started, you know. And she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, do not celebrate this. And then I asked her, I was like, just give me the goods, you know. And so she gave me this box of pads, you know. And I 
was so embarrassed by it. I, I didn't ask her, how do I wear these? How often do I change them? Like anything. So I literally thought you wore the entire package in one sitting. So I made... <laughs> I made a, giant diaper. a man, woman, man diaper, like made diaper of pads. It literally went from my belly button to like the top of my butt crack and around the waist. Why? Oh I have God. no idea. I, I would pay so much money to see a picture of And this. I still bled through. I still bled through because of course I didn't change it. It was like my first period. And literally there was blood on my, um, the bus seat in the school bus. And I was humiliated. It was just the things that you don't learn. So needless to say, I'm going to be a little bit more vocal with, Yes. If we have a daughter. I would second, thank God my mom was very, um, communicative because I, I remember when I got it and I was like, the way that our tiny bathroom was situated, like she just like cracked it and she could see me and I was like can I get this cut out I literally said that and I just got it I'm like can I just not have to deal with this for the rest of my life like I don't want kids fuck this shit you wanted a hysterectomy she, at yes, 13 she's like no honey unfortunately that's not how the world works and I was like fuck this world <laughs> I just was so upset but um and nothing against my mom like I would not let her I would not let her be communicative to me oh. because I was so embarrassed by everything going on I mean she's the creme de la creme of moms but I just could not even muster enough to yeah. like have the conversation do you still wear the jean jacket because of the sweat marks <laughs> no okay <laughs> but I do like jackets but you guys I mean you guys must have stories like that but maybe it's more like sex driven or hormone driven but things that you don't really like ours were so much you could tell from our bodies that things were going into change but you guys probably experienced some like weird arousal moments or yeah we we can we can dive into those if we're good on the the period blood chat I can't promise I can't promise no. we're good on it but no. I want one story before we go on I remember there and I don't know if it was like this everywhere but there was always like in like the nastiness of girls and shit too there was like a stigma <laughs> around women using tampons because it affected your quote virginity and shit mm -hmm. and I was playing soccer and I was like well I'm not I'm not putting a mattress between my legs and, and I can't do it I literally can't play soccer like this so I literally like I, I told my mom I was like go fucking buy them I'm not doing this like I'm just so sick of this shit go, and I forced, go fucking buy them or don't? yes I'll, I had I forced myself to learn oh, how no. to use them and I remember when my friends and like other people like you know, having girl talk or something, they find they found out, and they're just like, "Oh my god!" They were fascinated, fucking fascinated that I used them. I was like, "I've been using them since the incipient of all of this That's horrible." A, that is stuff. Amazing because I it took me a long time. Like you can imagine how shy I was even about to ask for pads. Like to use a tampon was a big deal, and I freaked out over and over again. But then I again did not ask for any help. I ended up thinking that you had to leave the plastic applicator in your vagina as you walked around. Like I did not take oh, it no. out. Mm -hmm. oh, no. So I literally had plastic sticking out and I was like, how do you sit? Like I'd be sitting in high school oh, in class. Yes. And so I ended up passing out again. Passing out seems to be a recurring theme. But I ended up passing out in the hallway because I was so lightheaded from having this plastic just sticking out while I was walking around and trying to sit and like have a normal life. And that, that's to the point of like, I just think about all these kids probably having similar experiences. We just never really talk about them. And we certainly don't talk about them like in the moment. Yeah. I have no idea. My so mind is so sweat, sweat periods, and and hairiness seems to be a common theme. And floppy boobies. And by the way, Tommy, <laughs> you don't have to apologize for f bomb usage on an episode that Tara's on because we're up to like sixty. Yeah, to I her. think Tara's covering that. I've been kind of trying to keep count. I think we're at like seventy-seven, maybe. So, speaking of uh, growing boobs, remember packing the meat and stuffing. In in the younger grades, whenever uh, like women, oh. I say women, girls would be accused of stuffing. Yes, yeah, which which was allegedly yes. a thing, but I mean, who knows who actually did? It sounds like 
Yeah, it sounds like neither of our women had to do that. But yes, I'm, for the girls that that uh, I don't know about Tara, she was like rail thin and tiny. I had a girl in um, oh my god seventh grade, and I was a total nerd. I wore boy I wore boys' clothing constantly, and. I was growing out my hair because I cut my hair into a little bowl cut in fourth grade. So I looked like a total no. man. And um, I also had a bowl cut in fourth grade. Yes, that I remember. Parted down the middle. I don't know what class it was, but I remember sitting there and I was just in my own little world of whatever. And this one girl, she leaned over and she, I knew she was a stuffer because I saw <laughs> the tissue when she leaned over. And I was like, fuck, I'm like to- totally out of my, my depth here, like talking to you. And she's like, do you have mascara? And I was like, what the fuck is mascara? Like, I had no idea. And I just, I knew, like, most of my interactions, like, and especially as I got older, and I saw what, like, girls did and, like, what I did, and I was like, oh. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I'm not going down the road they're going, so I don't know. Alex, was was packing the meat the same thing, or was that yeah. for the dudes? It, no, 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 no. I... I I don't even know if I ever used that term with you. I remember Nick P and I would always say that. Packing the meat. It sounds kind of gross in hindsight, but yeah, that was still just stuffing. Which, by the way, we're talking about like putting Kleenexes and shit in, in bras yeah. for girls. Because yeah, they were. That was clear from the, the beginning. Yeah. Do that as men? No. No, oh, no. Oh, oh, but I thought that that's what he. Because I'd never heard packing yeah. the meat before, but it sounds like. I, I imagine somebody Could taking a. Bunch of underwear and like shoving it into yeah. their crotch or whatever. I feel like some away. girls were trying to, you know, catch up because, like, to Claire's point, there were some who bloomed earlier, and that's much more evident with with women. Um, for me, I would say a lot of the changes going through puberty at that time. Which, by the way, birds and the bees and puberty are two different things. We kind of framed that poorly, mm-hmm. but but we could talk about that. Mm-hmm. But um, with puberty, in the moment, and I'm very thankful for this. I didn't really have many like bad experiences or weird experiences. It's more about I look back on it and I'm and I like cringe internally like thinking back because of my voice. I think about my voice. Like I have all these this is really crazy, but I used to do all kinds of goofy recording and stuff on my on my computer because I had a microphone. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I have all of these clips from whenever I was very young like you know, early teenage years and even before with Simon. A lot of them were with Simon. And I hear my voice and I'm like, oh my God, I want to kill myself. It's, But it, there's nothing wrong. You're a kid. But like that voice, I remember seeing old pictures where I, I had pretty, I don't want to say like full-blown acne because I know people who did and I felt really bad for them. And, and you know, a lot of times as they get older, they have like, they have like pockmarked faces, you know, because mm-hmm. they sort of like, it did like permanent damage. Crater no, face. Nothing like that. But, I look back on the pictures and I had like these, they look like red sores all over. And I think I picked them sometimes, which is, that's disgusting. So yeah, it definitely, it's more of a hindsight thing for me, but I was kind of oblivious at the time. I I was very fortunate in the sense that I had a lot of friends and like people didn't pick on me, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I think that combined with me not having any particularly unusual set of circumstances made it pretty easy for me. Yeah, from from a guy's perspective, we we have to deal with like voice cracking mm-hmm. and hair like on our faces. Tommy had his mustache rolling pretty and early. Women have to kind of worry about genitalia and bleeding from their vaginas and sweat. I mean, the guys have to deal with sweat and hair too as well. So Yeah, it's like more normalized for guys. I'm trying to think of like things that are particular to men versus particular to women and like the voice cracking would be guys thing and periods for girl. I remember first starting shaving my armpits in third grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was shaving my so face bad. in second grade. And I so. remember, <laughs> like, <laughs> the first time it happened, I remember, um, like, my mom obviously was helping. Like, she helped with everything. Like, she would just give me, like, I don't know, like, instruction on how to do everything, like, medically. And I remember she was helping me with, like, my armpits. And my armpits are, like, super, like, muscular and deep. So she's like, you got to, like, I mean, it's so weird. It's I've so never weird. heard but somebody sh- say that. When you're that. trying to shave it, I'm just like, I would have to, like, roll my skin. I would have to roll my skin, like, a certain way in order to get the razor to even shave it. Because it t- forms, like, a pit. And I remember I was standing in the one locker room before PE. And I still had, like, like red mark, kind of, or whatever. And I almost brought it up. 
but I think there was a brain shank point that I had where I was like, I can't tell these people what this red mark is because they're going to think my mom abuses me and hits me. And it's just literally her helping me figure out how to shave my <laughs> armpits. And I was, I literally said, no, never mind. I'm not going to tell you what this is from. Like, fuck that. It, man. That's too funny. I actually had, so I have a twin sister and two older sisters. So when we finally mustered up enough courage to actually start shaving, my mom was like, well, if you won't let me teach you, like allow one of your sisters to. And so Bren, um, my twin sister got one of my older sisters and then I got Marin, my other oldest sister. We went into separate bathrooms and, you know, Marin was so delicate with me and gentle. And this is how you, you know, shave your legs. And, you know, Bren comes out from her experience with Rachel and is like, oh my gosh, isn't it the best? And it's just like, oh my gosh, did you do your pits? And I was like, no, we didn't cover the pits. Like we didn't even. And so I had to like fumbly go back to Marin and be like, Rachel covered the pits. Like she's like, it's the same thing. Just do it. And I was just, again, so scared, but it's just so interesting. Just like even between Bren and I, the difference of experiences and like how we, um, agreed upon or took in these ex- different experiences that we had. Do you guys do like legs, pits, like every body part or just legs and pits? Just legs and pits, but if we're really telling... Upper mustache, boobs, whatever, stomach. Like I know like everybody shaves certain things. So like I wanted to know how deep you guys went. No, I think the, the three first areas are typically your legs, your pits, and your... Bikini line. Okay, I was gonna, like, I was gonna be like hoo ha. Yeah, but we didn't discuss that. But if we're really sharing stories, and I might have Alex, you know, take this out um, after the fact. Like Up I, li- I literally remember, like when I, I was like, okay, so wait, all the other hair goes. Like we shave our legs, we shave our armpits. Like I was like, do we shave our bikinis? Like. And so I, I had heard too, like in movies, you know, noticed that the trend was to not have hair there, but I was like, surely you don't take a razor to this big bush of hair. Mm -hmm. And so I remember literally getting the scissors like that you would wrap scissors with. And before my shower, I, I cut all my hair off on my bikini and Then I got in the shower and totally forgot to flush the toilet. So Bryn went in after me and this bush was in the toilet. And she was a mean, I mean, she, we thought she was going to like go into world like wrestling. We thought she was, we're in Florida. She's going to sign up for WrestleMania. She was always, who's bush in the toilet? (laughs) Whose is this? Yeah. So she, of course... I was like, oh, no, wait, I forgot to. And she's like, oh, I saw it all. (laughs) Just like, you're gross. That's disgusting. To make you feel a little bit better, there was one time um, in in high school. This was high school. I I did a, uh, a cleanup of the downstairs area myself and forgot to flush the toilet. And my friend uh, came over, Trent, and he saw it and I blamed it on my sister. I was like, that's not right. He was like, dude, what's all the hair in the toilet? And I was just like, I think my sister shaves her pubes. <laughs> oh, that's savage, dude. That was really savage. I don't know why. Especially, I mean, yeah, like, like, he what is not given a especially shit. Especially with guys. Yeah, yeah what do I you know. care? I don't, I don't know why I did it, that one. But he, I told him. I, th- I told him. So he, he knows. That all right. Well, weird. since everybody appears to have a uh, toilet pube story, I'm not making this up. <laughs> Here's a good one. The first time I ever did any pube trimming, I put a message, an, an away message on AOL, or AIM specifically, Instant Messenger. In your info section? I mean, it was literally an away oh, message. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all it said was cutting pubes. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> like, I didn't give a shit then, and I don't give a shit now. Wait, uh, after that day, I didn't... I don't think I remember this very specifically for one reason. <clears throat> Cut that, that day you did that, I didn't get on AIM and see that you had that away message up. 
you and Simon called me. Yeah, he was over. Yeah, because yeah. Simon called me and he was like, Alex has to tell you something. <laughs> I went in the bathroom and handled it myself, Claire. But he answer. was over. Oh, while yeah. You were yeah. We, we were just like, oh, I should I should." He was do like, this. I got to go cut my pubes. Yeah. And then anyways, Simon calls me and says, Alex has something he has to tell you. And Alex got on the, on the phone with me. He said, I shaved my pubes and hung up the phone. And, <laughs> and it was like mind blowing to me. I was like, oh shit, I guess I've got to do that now. How old? How old were you? T- 10, 11, 12. So, well, hold on. Whenever we started masturbating in eight when we were eight. Yeah, and we're going to get there. That's third grade. I, I don't know exactly. Is it third yes. grade? Because I never know grades yeah. and ages. I just thought I'd throw it the out there. The easy one is remembering your 10, usually you turn 10 or are 10 in fifth grade. Yes, that's that's how, and then I just go from there. Yeah. Okay. That's well, good. okay. So that that sounds pretty reasonable. I mean, I will say, sort of going over into into the birds and the beads uh, conversation. I don't want to say I have any regrets about it, but I definitely had my uh, innocence destroyed at a really really young age because I was kind of in a lawless household. Uh, I grew up in, in my mom's house, and like my brother and I did whatever we wanted totally unpoliced at all times. And that was also the coming about of the internet, of course. And I also had a a babysitter. She was amazing. Growing up, she was practically like a second mom to me. But her son was in his, I guess he would have been in his 20s at the time. Justin. Yeah. Let's not give any more information other than that. But I'm just um, making sure I remember names. Yeah, yeah. You know exactly who it is. And um, he yeah. actually introduced us to Halo. He did. Mm-hmm. So that's... It's all a wash. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give them a pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I had access to all kinds of porn, like including like hard, hardcore physical mags, which is something these kids nowadays will never appreciate. But uh, yeah, like like porno mags and everything. And then of course, you know, years later, whenever I had internet access and everything. So I, my birds and the bees experience, I didn't really have one. Which is to say that, like, I never had many formal conversations with my parents. I kind of was just like, "Well, this is how this works," and whatever. And then I was on the hunt, mm-hmm. probably at <laughs> too young of an age. Everybody else was like, "Like, man, Alex is way ahead of the curve here." I remember introducing like a friend to porn and everything, and like that, I kind of feel bad about. But yeah. you know, I was a kid. It's yeah. not like I well, did. You, it with any I, I think you introduced intent. me to porn as no. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't think I introduced you. I think you and I were pretty. It was like the same exact about, time. Yeah. But I I don't know who did what. But as far as the birds and the bees for me go, and we'll pass it off to the ladies because I'm sure they have some interesting birds and bees stories as well, or maybe not. But um, I mine was very very fast. My, yeah. I I think probably my dad knew that I had matured pretty early, hence like. The hair at in second yeah, grade. You and, can't hide it. Yeah, and all that stuff. And I was super tall, like at a very young age, and then never grew again. <laughs> Fuck my jeans. Um, <laughs> but point being, he was taking me to a doctor's appointment, and on the way to the doctor's appointment, he was like, So, um, like masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine Thomas Patali, like just bringing this up very casually. He was like, Do you have any questions? <laughs> You know, like, making a very back and forth, he was like, I'm open to listening. And I was like, yeah, Dad, I kind of know how it all works. And he was just like, okay, well, I'm. if you need anything, I'm here. That was it. Nice. And that was really all we needed That's to talk about. That's a very Tom conversation. Yeah. I love it. I mean, when they knew that I, st- I was starting to actually be with girls, because that was, that was before I was, like, you know, legitimately doing anything with girls. But once I started to, it was like... It was very heavily geared towards make sure you're wearing a condom, like totally as it should be. Scary though, like I, it, it, my parents were so heavily on the use a condom for your sex thing that it almost ruined my my beginning sexhood because I was so terrified about pregnancy. Everything happens for a reason. Maybe that's a good thing, you know? Yeah, Yeah, true, true. So and and like more about talking to parents. I had more later on, especially like I'll say mid-teens, I had way more frequent and I don't want to say in-depth, but conversations with my mom than my dad. Matter of fact, sex in general, like I I kind of wish it weren't this way, is an extremely taboo subject with my dad. And only recently, and I'm talking in the past year or two, 
has my dad finally become comfortable with like making really crass jokes and stuff, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. He says stuff now oh. that I just can't, I can't even imagine them coming out of his mouth even like five or six years ago. So your parents were visiting. Oh my God. I don't know if it was when we bought this place or what. And I, Rita was cleaning something don't bring like Rita into this. Maybe not even do specific. No, I know, but like she talk. she said something, and then like your dad it's made a comment, and I was just like, oh man, okay. I'm like, do you guys know I'm here in the kitchen, like dining room <laughs> table, like on my computer, like yeah. oh my god. My parents have done the same thing. Yeah, and like it's, it's as, as simple oh as god. this is, um, I, Rita was uh, over Christmas this past Christmas. She said something about BJ's wholesale club. She was like, oh, wow, BJ's for $5. My dad was like, sounds great. And I was like, what? Like, that just blew my mind. Hey, but, can I open up a couple more beers? For yes, us while yes, we're please. finishing up this talk? Um, we're moving on to some nice beers, by the way, uh, folks. We're going into the Creature Comforts, which is a Atlanta-based brewery that I'm sure we've had some beers from before. Oh, yeah. oh. Right? you're right. That is I'm one so of my sorry. favorites. Yeah, is... um. Tropicalia's Creature yes. Comforts, right? Yeah. Which is they're honestly a top three in yeah. the area, I would say. They're they're solid, great beers. So I'm I'm opening up an automatic, which is their pale ale, and um, a Bebo, which is their Pilsner, and uh, we're us four are going to split it. Shout out to listener and patron Paul because he's from the Athens area. I'm sure he nice. has Creature Comforts all the time. You guys can pour these however you want, but uh, go ahead and go into... Yeah, did you have another story, the, T? Uh, not so much a story. I was going to ask Claire, actually, because like I developed boobs. <laughs> Let me think. I started wearing Developing a... Tr- boobs. <laughs> Tommy, to the boobs. you have no idea. And I, I wanted to see if her experience was similar, if she remembers, because I started wearing a training bra. Oh, my God. Maybe fifth grade. That's when I started because I was getting buds or something. And so I was like, well, they're big nipple-ish looking things, but they're not a flat chest. So I got to flatten these somehow. And it's just so weird. And between then and I'll say maybe some point in high school or like early high school, growing boobs was one of the most painful things I can Mm. remember. You're literally growing mammary glands. Like your body is growing things. And like I remember I can I can remember specifically laying on the couch with my chest in pain and it felt like someone had taken a lead bat and just whacked me across the chest. I do like not recall that. Cramping. Yeah. Okay, wow. I don't. <laughs> I fucking did you look at? It fucking sucks, and like I will say, like even to this day, like when it's honestly, I never, I never heard that 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 time of the the month again. Like it will, it will be sore and it'll feel crampy. That's true, and it's like a remnant. I have like a flashback of like that PTSDs, yeah, growing mammary glands. And I was like asking my mom one day, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" She's like, "Puberty, you're growing boobs." Oh man, and I was like. Man, this is terrible. No, I'm, I, I'm I, sorry to hear that, but it sounds traumatizing. Yeah. Oh man, I, yeah, I mean, I do. it was bad. Having having a painful time going through puberty with with your period and painful titties sounds. Yeah, I mean, I I maybe we've had some painful boners in our lives, but I can't think yes. of like painful things that we went through. Can you, off the top it, of your head? Again, not really. Painful and not really negative, mm-hmm. I, and not that, and not, nothing I can really think of. Yeah. So hold your uh, female loved ones even closer tonight as you thank them for everything they've gone oh, through. I, have, <laughs> I have, Tara and I have this conversation all the time. There, there are not many benefits. It's, it seems like, and I knew as soon as I got my first period, I was like, "This is it. Mm. Fuck, it's all downhill from here." Well, birds and the bees, I don't, I feel like I don't have that much to contribute there. Maybe puberty was just so much for me, but I mean, my parents, like we, you know, were very much raised Catholic and kind of knew to wait, I think was kind of like the, the push more. And then if you're not going to wait, be safe. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I will say my high school boyfriend, um, was like allowed to spend the night in high school and I, I think I was actually really grateful for that because it didn't, we didn't have to go there. You're going to do it if you're going to do it. And so why not go out? You know, who knows where we would have 
gotten caught or whatever if if that wasn't an option for us and he never really asked I will say like one time I got a UTI and my mom was like you gotta pee Claire after you gotta pee mm-hmm. and I was like mom um, just buy me cranberry juice like <laughs> you know so we didn't it was something that we didn't like openly discuss I've had friends that just even in high school were just like oh yeah we had sex like to their moms and and Ooh, I was yeah, like that's Ooh, weird. that's, that's, that's a crossing a, lot. a line I, I don't even need to get I didn't I've never wanted to get that specific it's just like the more that you try at least my idea as a future parent maybe the especially coming from my own childhood the more you try and restrict something, especially with somebody like, with my stubbornness, I just feel like you can have the complete opposite effect. So it's important to find a happy medium somewhere in the middle. You know, like I'm not saying necessarily encourage or let kids do whatever they want, but to the point about your high school boyfriend, Claire, he could come over and spend the night, and maybe your parents' line of reasoning was they're going to do it at some point somewhere, at least we know where they are here. And like, we've educated her to the best of our ability, you know, and that's, that's how I feel about drinking, especially mm-hmm. that drinking was always my, I broke the most rules in, in along those lines. And it's because it, it was such a draconian, like iron fist. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. So the people who are most restricted break out the most in, in high school and college. Yeah. I will say is, as good of a job as my mom did, teaching me about puberty and like women's stuff. Like she had no problem teaching me how to clean the hoo-ha area because the hoo-ha is very, um, how shall I say compact and has areas <laughs> where you should clean them. Maybe and yours. She literally taught me. She's like, this is how, this is how you clean yourself. Like th- this is how you do this. And you, cause you don't want to get stinky. Thank you. Um, um mother-in-law. Yeah. So, um, I mean like, and, and again, like, like, all the feminine everything, like teaching me how to shave my armpits, like all, all these things. Like she was super into sex was something we never really spoke about. And I remember getting a UTI in high school and I was like first boyfriend and we didn't have the luxury of like, we had to go find places and stuff. And I remember being terrified when I got my, like when I had it and I was like, Oh fuck, I can't tell her about this. I'm just going to hope it goes away. And I can remember peeing, I remember peeing actual blood and I was in the middle of track practice and I was still participating in track practice. And I was like, well, fuck, like I have to go run. But then like filling a toilet bowl full of, you know, it was horrible. And I, I finally, at that point I went home and I was like, mom, I got a UTI. It's like almost pure blood. Like we need to go to the hospital and, or, or get something. And then she like, that's like the only, that's the first time we actually acknowledged sexual anything and she and I still lied she's like are you having sex and I was just like you didn't he, I literally said he fingered me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no no we did have sex I could I literally couldn't tell her and so she was like she built she bought that which she probably didn't she's my mom she's pretty smart and um she was like, with those nasty fingers, you don't know where those have been. And no, I literally, no. guys, I know like you have, you have embarrassment, but like, trust me when I was standing in my room and I'm just like, oh my God, like I've got to give her some, I've got to give her some honesty so that like we can get through this. But like, it was so fucking embarrassing. Mm. Oh my God. It was horrible. Yeah. UTIs are really traumatizing and scary. I think I've said traumatizing like five yeah. times too. Tara said fuck like 121 yeah, yeah at least mine's traumatizing i've said it five but yeah it's it's all so much for oh, somebody yeah. to handle and yeah the, the i UTIs, probably did permanent it, damage and that you can't i'm shocked you even thought you could hide it because whenever i've had one i'm like there's no hiding this thing like you gotta I, pee and you're in pain and oh my yeah goodness. i remember like I, in the end, after, so after I got that, and I'm someone who's prone to UTIs, and I remember reading somewhere that once you get one, it can I think it can actually make you more susceptible in the future to more of them. I believe that. And I was like, fuck, the first one I got was this horrible one. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I made it worse and worse and worse, and I let it spiral, and I'm just like, how much damage 
did I do to my bladder with that one thing? Because I was terrified of like the repercussions of it. Like the whole thing is insane. And my mom will probably never listen to this. The same thing with birth control. Like as soon before I went to college that summer, she tried to get me on birth control just because I, that's a safe thing to do. And sure. Um, yeah. And, but, but I had an adverse reaction to birth control and it made me nauseous for two weeks out of the month. So I'm like, okay, so you're telling me, Two weeks I'm I'm nauseous and puking. One week I'm bleeding, and the other week I'm fine. I'm like, this is stupid. I'm not gonna suffer. I literally would almost pass out in some of my classes, and so I stopped taking birth control. And to this day, she still thinks I'm on it because I would literally lie to her and just be like, "Yep, going to the gyno. Got to get my prescription refilled." And like, we just swept that under the rug. And I was really good at flying under the radar. I, yeah, I think my mom was a little draconian with some of the stuff for me and like just made it all like, I don't know, a little judgmental. So I was just like, well, I'm just not going to tell her about any of this shit. So yeah. not to take any credit away from how amazing you are, Tara, but um, there has always been a part of me that wondered if birth control messes up some women so much mentally and hormonally that it's like why relationships don't work out. That's, that's, that's a pretty deep thing, but Tara's the first person I've ever been with who wasn't on birth control. And again, I'm not trivializing you and how we match together, but um, my, I don't think birth control is safe or good for you. That's just my take. I think we lost half the viewers at this point. Yeah. Listeners. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> criticizing you. I'm saying I just don't think it's I, good for you. I will say I remember, um, you know, I, I know people that when they have switched from one type of birth control to another, they notice that they don't go through um, such emotional phases, I'll say, or like they notice that they're like a little bit more even keeled. Um, and another thing I remember um, in high school, you could always tell the girls that got on birth control early because they had a little bit of extra weight or they looked a little bit more feminine, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it's because it's putting, you know, those, you know, hormones and shit in your body. But, um, yeah, and then and then I can remember it was so stupid. Girls that were on birth control, and I was just like, well, they have a boyfriend, like they should be on birth control. You shouldn't be having a kid at sixteen in high school because you're still a kid yourself. Like, holy shit! But then they would get a bad rap, even if they were, you know, monogamous with one kid, and they'd be like, kid. oh, she's a fucking slut, like all this stuff. And it's just like, no, like that is just so insane. Like I remember, like um, it, we could just go completely off the rails, and like, but so, the friends that I had in high school were not good friends. I'll just say that. And like, I found out about things and I brought it to their faces and I was just like, so you let this rumor spread about me. And I was like, you know, the one, the one person I'm dating, people are still spreading rumors. And I was like, you heard about this and you're still laughing about it behind my back. Like I literally got in their faces about it and they just were, they just shut down and just stare at me. And I was like, fuck you. And then I went and found it. And I'm like, do you even know what's going on? Like, have you heard this rumor too? I'm like, did you spread this rumor? And then I just got so confrontational. So this just completely spiraled, but high school was terrible. I think I've blocked all of that out of my brain. I can't even remember some of these people's faces. You all talk. They hate on Tara's all, high school. Yeah. Days. Always, yeah. always the straight shooter, Tara, Claire. I thought you had something else on your mind. I thought I did, but I mean, if I started talking about like my thoughts on birth control and stuff, I think we would be going way over into three different episodes, but totally. I also feel like I thought I just read that they just started the, or they tested the first birth control for men. Are you, are you talking about like, there's like the injections you can get into your vas deferens that like stops the sperm from getting through. I honestly don't know what I'm talking about, but I just <laughs> remembered that I was like moving up scrolling and I, I think I saw something about that. So I, I read something about that like five, five to 10 years ago at this point where they were doing clinical trials of like, like basically, no, no, it was a jelly that you get a shot into, into the men's vas deferens from, from their balls, from their literal balls, which produce the sperm. And then there's like the big vein that like, Brings the sperm yeah. to your like to your pee to your pee hole and everything to your shaft to your shaft. <laughs> they shoot like a little jelly in there that blocks the sperm from getting through, and and it's very easily reversible. But like that was the thing that I heard them trying out. I don't know if that's what you read about or if there was a pill or something to be continued on the next podcast. Yes, fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. 
a lot like, of rumors about let's, that. I'm let's sure. put it this way: it, whenever I earlier, whenever I was saying like I don't think it's good for you and it's probably very harmful, that's coming. I'm not saying you should go willy nilly and be stupid about your sex life. I'm. This is coming from a quasi uh, granola person who like I don't even use deodorant. You know, because you're blocking something that is supposed I know, to naturally we can smell happen. It. It's a small room. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. So that Kidding. all I'm saying is like it it fucks your shit up for sure. Well, and for anyone who doesn't know how that birth control works, it simulates pregnancy, early pregnancy. So you're blocking the egg from being released. So every single month when you start a new cycle, your body, your physical body, like mentally you're just like, I'm just taking birth control, but your body is preparing for a pseudo quote baby. And then you stop taking it. And then it's like, well, fuck. And then you have, you know, whatever kind of a period that gives you, and then you start the cycle over again. So that's why I got nauseous. And so whenever Alex, you and I ever, if we ever have a kid, I'm going to be sick the entire time, probably. So, so I'm just, I'm just resigning I, myself. I, I, by the way, if you ever find a listener, uh, I will say single male listener, it is a huge bonus to have and find a woman who is actually very learned on the female body. There's, I'm not saying this critically, there are a lot of women who have no idea how any of that stuff works. And it's always been really helpful when I talk to Tara about any, anything feminine related. Like she knows her shit. And men should, men should know their shit about their stuff too. So that's important. It also comes down to what your parents teach you. Or don't. You or, know, depend- or don't. But like at the end of the day, yeah. you're you need to be responsible for yourself too. And like, if you don't know about something that's really important, you should probably make it a priority oh, yeah. to do, remember, to do so. Oh I remember, okay, I'm not going to go into the details of what my Google search was. Yes, I had yes, a, you are. <laughs> no, do I have to? No, no, you don't. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No, I remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I had a Google search up on my computer and I was probably in college and I remember I was trying to show my dad something and I like pulled up my browser and it had the, the Google search in big letters. And I was like, fuck. And I have never tried to click out of a browser as fast as I did in that moment. And it was related to the female body and some stuff. And I was just like, mm, embarrassment. My dad walked in on me beating off one time. That was the worst awesome. ever. Awesome. That's a good way to close. Yeah. I, before... My mom be- walked in on me one time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. Um, well... <laughs> I I did just want to say, I don't know if this is what we were anticipating when uh, Claire mentions puberty on, you know, Craft Head's podcast, Mm -hmm. but, you know, and I only, I think I'm at my like annual, um, annual, it kind of sounds like the OBGYN, but I'm annually visit and make an appearance on Craft Heads. So thank you for my thank annual visit. Thank you for visit. joining. You contributed a, an incredible amount, Claire. We enjoyed it. And that's that's really only because you guys have been away. In 2021, you were in Tampa. I mean, you were on, I would say, every several episodes in the background for a while. So we'll... Yeah. Anytime, At least in the room. Anytime you want to be on, obviously, I know Tommy will say the same thing. You're welcome. Um <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Here's I, what, I will say yeah. that that through all the stories that was shared between our wives today, I, you guys, the horror stories have really blossomed into beautiful women. So thank you guys oh, yeah. for powering through and being our wives. Take that, Casey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Casey. Very, very beautifully said, Tommy. And also, another thing I'd like to start doing, if I can, on every podcast is offering up some sort of... You know how we had the Life Hacks episode? Mm. I'd like to just do them as they come because I feel like they're very useful. I might even start off a few episodes with them. But uh, since we're ending, Life Hacks... um, I'll do three different categories, maybe even four. Life Hacks, something that you, you should... My favorite phrase. Something you should buy. Really interesting facts that when I learned, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Or something that I really, really, really hate. Out, out of those what things. What grinds your gears. Uh, yeah, yeah, the grind the gears things. Um, s- skip the hate things. I'm, I'm still working on that. Um, of life hack, bus, things you should buy, or fun fact, what should I read for this episode, Tommy? Are you asking me? Yes. Because I, I already I have a list of several things oh, for each. Oh, understood. Um, yeah. What should I buy? I, I have three things that are worth buying. Okay. A bidet. <laughs> okay. And and listen, I always thought they were insanely Owned. expensive. Yeah. 
there one. is a, if if anybody listening wants to know, I there's one on Amazon that you can get that's like twenty or thirty bucks. It has changed my life. Yeah, it's and, great. And you don't need the the expensive ones are usually like heated and blah 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 blah. Suck it up. Just take the cold water in your asshole. Go ahead, Claire. Okay, I don't get a bidet. Like I understand my. You will once I install it. No, but I, I mean I've used one. Like my, my grandpa used to have one. But you're saying it's life changing because it cleans your butthole or yes. like so just like. Cleans it out, and that's why you're... Are you supposed to use a bidet on your vagina? Um, they, they have a feminine wash. Usually, it's a separate nozzle. Yeah. It, oh, Yeah, okay. and there are bidets that have both. I, the one thing that, that freaks both Tara and me about bidets is it points at your asshole, and that's very, very close to the other hole for women. And it's like, you don't want to blow shit <laughs> into your... Oh, true. Oh, Good, I'm, point. Me, yeah. Good point. Good point. Like physically, the butthole like if you imagine a person sitting on a toilet a woman the butthole will be above the vagina and so you're blowing poop and washing it off and it goes in and and yeah so i'm just like the whole visual of that it probably doesn't do that i'm probably getting crazy but that freaks me the fuck out or i'll say this i'm very intentional about when i use it like i pull my items up i kind (laughs) of close the front and okay, now I'm gonna say something that this is vulgar, but it made me laugh really hard. One time Tara was watching me use it and the way I do it what? and Tara goes, You look like you're riding a dick. Oh, no. I still laugh about it because I do it every but I like I this is a weird thing in in you know, a lot a lot of people don't feel comfortable talking about this kind of stuff. I'm not like I get very lucky, and I'm so excited when I have a clean poop. Most of my poops are not clean. It's wiping and wiping and wiping. You know that joke? I, I don't know if it's from Always Sunny or wiping a Parks and Rec. Yeah, wiping a marker. What Which show is that? Parks, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. It's Chris yeah. Pratt. Yeah. Exactly. But like having a bidet, like I don't need wet wipes anymore, at least in my own home. If I go on the road, I need wet wipes. So go ahead, Claire. No, I just... I'm. Come on, bidet companies. Craft Heads wants a sponsorship. Yes, Let's exactly. go. I notice I didn't give any, I'm not giving them any free press, but you, uh, as far as the, the company name, but that's the first thing. I'll do the other two faster. I hate where we're all going with buying. You, you're literally getting less for your money all the time, plus inflation. Woohoo. But the high wattage <laughs> iPhone charger, just buy it. Look. Most of us, most of us, hopefully, can afford the twenty dollars or whatever it is. It's fucking bullshit. You don't even get a charger anymore when you buy an iPhone. I don't know if you know that. You get no, the cable. I didn't know that. You don't get the wall charger. Oh my god! I had to buy it separately. It's worth it. So Claire, we've had this conversation many times. Man. It's I'm paying for convenience. Holy shit! Does it charge your phone fast? I don't know if I got Fast. I got I must have got like the best phone of all time three years ago when I bought it because I don't have charging issues, battery issues, or anything. And everybody does issues. all the time. I don't have issues. It's just a matter of the, the regular standard uh don't quote me. I think they're five watt chargers. They, Trash. They're f- whatever. Yeah, okay. Understood. You, dude, this 20 watt, again, I think, charger, it gets it to 50% in like 20 minutes. And then it, it will max it out fairly quickly. And the last thing, a really strange item that I never knew I needed until I walked into Costco and bought it because it was on sale. And I hate Costco for stuff what like that. What section? Let me guess. Um, it's in this room. A, uh, a trash, a, a paper shredder. I never knew how badly I needed one. Oh, okay, good. Anytime. By the way, we're in like like Alex said in the beginning of the episode, we're in like an empty room, so I could guess between like four items and yes. I got it yeah. right. Well, and that's that's only <laughs> if you actually care about things. That you th- I know some people just throw shit away willy nilly, and that's fine. But like it's stuff that has my social on it, or like some sort of you know really important PII, I always used to save it up and literally like take it to Tommy's house and burn it. Or in the winter, we can use our fireplace, and I would burn that shit. Now, I use that thing all the time, and it was like 30 or $40, and it's amazing. I still want that paper to burn in the fireplace. I'll give you the shredding. You can, well, you can burn we don't fire. even have a fireplace yeah, anymore, right. really. Yeah, so. so those are my random buys of the week nice. segment. Thank you for that. Next time, I'll either do more life hacks or fun facts. I have some really interesting fun facts. I you still share. hanging? Still hanging? Hanging. 
Um, like I literally off, hanging? <laughs> not every day. Um, I okay. do try... I didn't even tell you this, and we'll talk about it offline. I almost like cut my finger off. You lost your finger? Oh, shit. Real we'll leave bad. the uh, so, listeners and, with and that. I was, I was doing really good with doing pull-ups every day, and uh, that sort of fell by the wayside while this was healing. So I'll get back to it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, by the way, craftheadspodcast.com is a thing. I'm, I'm in the financial services industry now, so it's a new holiday I got, President's Day. I randomly decided to get a website up there. It's only to drive people to our Patreon. Super sexy. And, yeah, and sleek. I, I appreciate that. I Craftheadspodcast.com. I can do much better, but it is seriously just to send people either A to the Patreon or B to listen. I do The call to action listen buttons are fucking... Like they're perfect. I, those I love. So um, check us out on there. You can always now you can share that with people. It'll eventually start showing up in Google. But um, as usual, if you ever want to uh, support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/CraftHeadsPodcast. If you want to get in touch with us, and the emails on the website CraftHeadsPodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns. Exactly all that good stuff. And um, to to join the Discord community, which is very clutch, uh, you you just have to support us at any level on Patreon. So check that out. And I think that's about it. Thanks for joining us. Tara. Yeah, this was a, a really fun episode. Thank you both for being on it. Sorry, there was so much period talk. <laughs> and Fox. And Fox. Tara. Yeah, lots of bloods. Bad. Lots of periods. Bad, lots of Fox. Well, we don't believe in censorship here on Crafthead. So <laughs> cheers to that. Cheers. Yeah. 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 Yeah.